told Pastor Stanley, I said, oh no, if the person who did the first service was doing the second, I would still be here anyway. Um, I don't intend to preach this morning, but just to bring you an announcement. And the announcement is that what God is doing is more than what the devil is doing. That, that is the announcement. The, the announcement is that what is happening from heaven is more than what is happening on earth. The announcement is that heaven is louder than the earth. The announcement is that the positive supernatural is stronger than the negative supernatural. The announcement is that God is on the move in our time and men are not in control of what is happening in your life or in your destiny or at this particular point in your life, but that God is in charge. You see, the announcement is this, that the Holy Ghost is stronger than the demons, that, that God is stronger than the devil. The announcement is that there is a move of the Holy Ghost upon the earth the announcement is that there is something happening and you cannot hear it on TBN, you can't hear it on BBC, you cannot catch it on CNN, but if you can tune the spirit, your spirit, you will hear what God is doing in our time. The thing is that people, it is a tactic of the devil to delude us, to divert us, and to deceive us into thinking that the devil is in motion. The devil is likely to make you concentrate so much on what the devil is doing that you will forget about what God is doing. You see, we are not on the defensive, but we are on the offensive. We are not on the retreat, but we are on the attack. And I want to say to somebody in this building, I have an announcement for you. You are not under, but you are on top. You are not a person that is miserable, but you are the victorious kind. I brought an announcement to somebody today that there is a fire burning on the mountains of Jehovah that is higher and stronger than the fountains and the, than the fires in the valley of Gehenna. I came to tell somebody that there is a fire from heaven that is stronger than the fire of hell. On the day of Pentecost, there was a sound as of a martial mighty wind, and the Bible said the wind filled the entire house where they were sitting and clothing tongues as of fire sat upon their head and they began to speak in tongues as the spirit gave them utterance. May I tell somebody that we are in the modern day but the ancient Holy Ghost that spirit that fell on the day of Pentecost is still moving on the face of the earth and just at the fire of the tabernacle never went out. The fire of the tabernacle did not go out in the daytime. It didn't go out in the night. I'm talking to somebody today who may be in the night time of your life because things are dark. Things are negative. Things look empty. You are in the dark part of your life. But the eternal flame of the Holy Ghost is still burning and alive in your life. And this morning you are about to encounter another visitation of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is about to stir up another anointing. 
the Holy Ghost is about to stir up another fire, another move of God in your life. And don't be deceived. That devil looks like he's in charge. But I brought you an announcement that the Holy Ghost is on the top of affairs. That the fire of the Spirit of God is still active and alive on the face of the earth. And may you have a powerful encounter of the Spirit of God this morning. If you agree with me, come and lift up your voice and shout like that voice is lost. And clap your hands like you didn't borrow your hands. Come on, scream it. This morning, it will be my little attempt to reveal to you the Holy Ghost of the burning fire who is authoritatively in charge of what is going on in your life and now. It is my humble intention to believe God this morning for an impartation of the Holy Ghost into your life. I believe God today that something will be introduced into your spirit, into your marriage, into your family, into your business, and into your life that you did not have before this service. It is my humble attempt and humble belief in God that today, if you came here sick, you will get at home. If you came here bound, you will get out delivered. If you came here confused, you will get out with a sound mind. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Come and shout like some thunder and scream like your voice is lost. In the whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. If I don't quote the scripture, don't worry, look for it. That is why you are a Christian and not a Muslim. Lest the light of the gospel, glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God should shine unto them, in the whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not. It didn't say the God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers or none born again. It said the minds of them that believe not. And you could be born again and believe not. You could be filled with the Holy Ghost and believe not. You could be a deacon and believe not. You could be a pastor and believe not. You could be sitting on the front view and believe not. You could be the occupant of this pulpit and believe not. But the devil has blinded them and opened their eyes to things they should not be concentrating upon. But this morning, may the God of heaven, you see, there is a God of this world and I thank God that that God is a small g. But there is a Papa G. The big God in heaven. May you open your eyes to see what you are supposed to see. Elisha the prophet prayed for his servant Gehazi and said, Lord, open 
his eyes to see not the chariots of the army of Syria, but open his eyes to see the army from heaven. And God opened the eyes of Elisha's servant Gehazi, and he saw chariots of fire round about Elisha. And I pray to God to open your eyes this morning. I command your eyes to open in the name of the Lord Jesus. Come on, shout a yes. And when Jesus was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come. When Jesus demanded was demanded, I beg your pardon, of not the church members but of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come. When Jesus was demanded of not the church members. Of not the Hindus. Of not the Buddhists. But when Jesus was demanded of the Pharisees who were quarantined in the synagogue, the leaders of God's own people, they did not know the dynamics of the kingdom and they asked Jesus when the kingdom of God should come. Sometimes the arena in which religious ignorance is most displayed is in the church. Sometimes the people who know not are the people who are within. If I pull this thing to my eyes this way, it is too near for me to see anything. But somebody who is further away like this can read it. Sometimes we are too near God to see him. We are too close to the action to see the detail. So the Pharisees who were supposedly close to him said, When should the kingdom of God come? And Jesus answered, Harold Camping does not know this one. The judgment day, 21st May, it's not what I'm talking about. Some of you know about the judgment day, but you don't know about Harold Camping. Today they asked me on Joy FM, they said, what about Harold Camping? I said, even if Jesus is coming again, he will not reveal it to an American. Americans can see the coming of Osama bin Laden, but not the second coming of Christ. Because with the second coming of Christ, you cannot locate it with cameras, you cannot locate it on computers, you cannot locate it with digital stuff. Because the kingdom of God cometh not by observation. Neither shall they say, Lo here, no lo there, for the kingdom of God is within you. If the kingdom is coming, it will not be revealed to a televised preacher. Preachers on television will not tell us when the kingdom is coming. Preachers who write books like me will not tell you when Christ is coming. Preachers on radio will not tell you when Jesus is coming. They are too busy recording to see Jesus coming. 
That is why the, the coming of Jesus, when he was born and he was in the manger, it was re- revealed to some wise men in the east. Some shepherds. May I submit that in the dynamics of the kingdom, the greatest things of our time, if they are to happen, will not be revealed to some high-profile pastor. It will come by unknown preachers so that it will take you by surprise. It will not come during a convention. It will come on a simple day. Like today. You understand what I'm saying? It will come at a time when you have no expectation. Because if the coming of God can be calculated, then it will belong to the intellectually wise. But the wind bloweth where it listeth. You hear the sound thereof, but you cannot tell from whence it cometh. And the surprising thing is that you cannot tell whither it goeth. For the wind goeth toward the south. It turneth about to the north. And it quelleth about continuously. The Holy Ghost. There is a burning sensation of the Spirit. A glowing picture of the Spirit. If you are sensitive enough, you can feel it. I was in Takuradi about four weeks ago. And I hugged my friend Bobasari when I finished preaching. I was all sweaty. And I hugged my friend Bobasari before I went to his office to change. And the sweat of my body rubbed up on his face. He told my wife, he said, when he hugged me and left, my face was burning for 30 minutes. People, we are in a day that is full of the Holy Ghost. And yet, you must turn away from something in order to see it. Moses was at the backside of the desert keeping his father-in-law's flock. And there too, I won't tell you where it is in the Bible. It is my intention today not to quote, but to see. And the Bible said, Right there at the backside of the desert, Moses saw a strange picture. The angel of the Lord appeared to him in the flame, out in the flame of fire, out of the midst of a bush. The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire, out of the midst of a bush. And he looked and behold, The bush burned with fire. But the bush was not consumed. We are like the bush. We carry a fire that is burning us but it doesn't consume. We carry an anointing that is burning us but it doesn't consume. Burning. Burning is a physical sensation. You can feel it. Anything you can feel is not likely to be the Holy Ghost. I know some people say, but, but you know, the Holy Ghost is not a feeling. I said, I don't know about that. The Holy Ghost I know in the Bible is the Holy Ghost you can feel. 
Because he's like a fire. Sometimes he moves like a wind. Sometimes he carries things like a river. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. Why the bush is not bent. And my Bible said, and when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I, Moses, Moses. The man's name was Moses, but God said, Moses, Moses. Until God calls you twice, you cannot see the bush. The first time you are called, Moses, is when your mother gives birth to you and they put a name on you. That is the first Moses. Second Moses is when Jehovah calls you and puts his mighty hand upon you. Today, if your name is Michael, I say Michael, Michael. If your name is Kwame, I say Kwame, Kwame. If your name is Stanley, I say Stanley, Stanley. If your name is Martha, I say Martha, Martha. If your name is um, Elisha, I say Elisha, Elisha. Today, may heaven record your name two times. Your name was called your name when you were born. But today, I hear heaven calling your name again. May heaven call your name again. Moses, Moses. But the only time God said Moses, Moses was when the Lord saw that Moses turned aside to see. He turned aside to see. May God cause you to turn aside from something. The reason why we are not seeing him is because we are turning away from nothing. Turn away from food, you will see the fire. Turn away from entertainment, you will see the fire. Turn away from the things that tickle your ego and inflate your pride. And you will see the bush. Turn away from your misery of being a shepherd. And you will see the bush. I see Moses at this particular point so preoccupied with the sheep. And I hear some of the words Moses is speaking. Look at me. Prince, 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 prince. Moses. The prince in the palace of Pharaoh. Look at me. God, look at me. Oh, look at me. Now we sheep. I used to command. And princes from around the whole world will come. God, look at me. I'm even calling sheep. And they will respond. And there are many Shadiawayami people in the kingdom. You've lost your job. Something has occupied you. You are looking at a job you occupy now and it's low. You look at yourself and it looks like all your schoolmates have left you behind. And Moses concentrated on the ship. Where the sheep are drinking water, Moses is drinking water from there. I see him standing and the sheep are all around him. And Moses is even talking to them and calling them by name. And they are around him. Until one day at the backside of the desert, Moses decided, This bush. 
I will not be surprised if that is not the first time he came across that bush. Maybe one day he was passing by the bush and he heard some noise. <laughs> a lizard, maybe, or a bird went on the leaves and he heard <laughs> and he continued. Maybe one day he passed by the bush And he saw that the leaves and the twigs had bent in a certain direction. But Moses didn't look at it twice. But one day he said, I will turn aside now and see. Listen, God has been giving you many, many signals. But you have failed to turn aside. But today, I see your heart is turning. I see your body is turning. I see your business is turning. I see your understanding is turning. He said, I will turn aside now and I will see this great sight. What it is. And the Bible said, and when God saw that Moses turned aside to see, then God called unto him and said, Moses, And he said, here am I. Then the assignment began. There is a flame on the bush. That bush is your life. I see a flame. That bush is your life. That bush is your church. That bush is your family. That bush is your business. That bush is your ministry. He saw a flame standing in the midst of the bush. Others saw leaves on the bush. Saw a flame. People are looking at you, they see leaves. You look at yourself, you see leaves. But in the mist. In the mist. Don't allow the devil to open your eyes to see only leaves. There is a flame. The leaf is the natural. The fire is the supernatural. People are looking, looking at you in the natural. Short. Too slim. Too tall. Too uneducated. Too poor. They are looking at leaves. But today, 10 minutes from now that I'm speaking, a fire will invade your life. And if you think this morning you came for a quiet, nice service and to walk out, you came into the wrong service. I'm not here to deliver a speech. I came for revival. I am not here to give you a talk. I came for revival. I didn't come here to come and just do church. I believe God that there is a fire in the midst of the bush. Today, I refuse to see the natural in you. 
there is a supernatural. I said there is a supernatural. There is a supernatural. There is a supernatural. But you will have to turn in order to see. You are not turning. But you want to see. It's not possible. And when God saw that Moses turned, he said from today, this man now, he loves me more than the sheep. He loves me more than the flock. He loves me more than his wages. He loves me more than he loves his father-in-law Jethro. He loves me. Receive it. Take it. Don't, don't, don't worry. Don't worry, it's okay. He loves me. More than the things. No, not this. Not this. You see, because I was coming to fellowship, I didn't come with the normal people who understand my sign language. So I may struggle a little bit, but I'll be fine. He loves me. More than his words. Because you see, when you are taking care of your father in lordship and you turn aside, you are likely to be fired. If a bear comes for one of the sheep. But Moses said, I don't care what happens to my wages after this. I don't care what my father-in-law thinks after this. From today, I choose not to please man, but to please him. When he turned aside, no anointing will ever visit somebody who does not know how to turn aside. When you pray, it is powerful. But it is prayer which you turn aside from something to pray. That is powerful. There are times we pray because it is time to pray. But there is a time you pray when it is not convenient to pray. But you must turn aside from something in order to pray. Give me that. Give me that. Give me that. When the Lord saw, when you meet many people, they sing a song. When you ask many people, they say, We are waiting on the Lord. God said, Don't wait for me. I am waiting for you. Listen, when did creation wait for eternity? Eternity has always been there waiting for creation to respond. Now look at you, look at you, look at you. And when the Lord shows up, and when the Lord shows up, baby, before you got there, he was there. The Lord doesn't show up. We must show up. That day, God was there waiting for Moses. You are never ahead of God. 
He is the beginning and the ending. Before you get there, God is there. And he said, when the Lord saw that Moses turned aside to see. When the Lord saw, he turned aside to see. And the Lord spoke. God is waiting for you to turn. Waiting for you to turn. There is a major turning you must do in your life. When I decided not to lead a denomination, but to do what I'm doing now, it was a turning. It wasn't comfortable. You live in Bogatanga, you give up a ministry. What are you going to eat? What are you going to drink? Which branches are going to support you in your old age? But we are not in the kingdom for support. We are in the kingdom for spirit. If God cannot look after you, and you must depend on men in your old age, you are of all men most miserable. May somebody turn today. There is a boyfriend, man, friend you must turn from. Somebody's husband you've hijacked, you have to turn from. A job you are doing and you know it doesn't glorify God, turn from. A relationship you have, you know it's not of God, turn. When Moses turned, then the Lord said, but he saw a flame in the midst of the book. Five more minutes. Five more minutes and we will step into an unexpected inferno of the Holy Ghost. When the burning of the Holy Ghost comes in these last days, there will be an illumination. We will see what we never saw before. We are about to see angels like never before. Many of us are going to be on earth and see heaven. When that man said judgment, they are said it's a lie. One person cannot see Jesus come. And even if Jesus is coming, it will not be carried on CNN or BBC. They call it secular media. If Jesus is coming, the announcement will be carried in the global company and conglomeration of prophets and apostles. People that see God more than demons. People that know God's agenda more than the devil's agenda. People that know God's agenda more than human agenda. I said immediately, America is too busy bombing Libya and killing Osama Bin Laden to see Jesus coming. The coming of Jesus will be, released, will be revealed to one little preacher in a village who has no TV appearance, no radio appearance. I believe if he's coming, it won't be revealed to me. 
I'm too much in the public domain. And definitely not anybody who is more popular than me. Because popular people don't see hidden agendas of God. It will be revealed to some Simeon who is in the temple and praying and nobody knows him. Where we stand spiritually is a disadvantage. I meet many people say, Brother, you lay hands on me. I want to be like you. And I say in my head, if you knew it, I don't want to be like me. I don't want to be like me. Because like me is a disadvantage. You see too many people to see God. You have too many opportunities to have the opportunity of the kingdom of God. Too comfortable. How can somebody in an air-conditioned car see God coming? Moses did not see him when he was in the palace. He saw him when he was isolated on Mount Sinai, away from air condition. So, 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 so what are you going to do about your air condition? When you have them, you must now learn how to abase and how to abound. So that in your abasing, you will encounter the kingdom. That means... God has given it to you, but sometimes you must go into self-imposed exile. And that is why Jesus said you will get it hundred times in this world, but with persecution. The persecution is intended to deny you appetite for the things you have. So that you can have them, but you still concentrate on God because you are too persecuted to enjoy them. Blessing without persecution is a license to the engagement in unbridled appetites that may cost you your soul. When Moses came to see, the Lord said, Moses, Moses. And you know what people, what that flame did was to let Moses see the glory of God in the midst of the fire. May the fire of the Holy Ghost in the last days make us see. I command your eyes to open. I command your eyes to open. There are clothing tongues as a fire on your head and I command your eyes to open. So that flame of the fire of the Holy Ghost illuminates. Then it instructs. If you take something and put it in fire, the fire will change the color of the thing. So if you took wood and put the wood in fire, you will see oranges. Part, you will see a flame. Some part of the flame is blue. Some part of the flame is yellow. And some part of the flame is orange. Depending on how far away the flame is from the source and the amount of oxygen that is supplied at that point. So you look at one flame and you can see blue. You can see 
orange and you can see yellow. Or better still, blue, yellow, orange. All in one flame, different colors. And it depends on what you are burning. This morning, may the Holy Ghost burn you and the color of godliness will come out of your life. Another thing about fire is that it imparts. When they put you in fire, the fire imparts heat to you. The fire changes your temperature. May the Holy Ghost change your temperature. When you go into manufacturing, in manufacturing, they will always take fire and they will take one piece of substance or material and fuse it with another. What happens? Is that anytime the flame of the Holy Ghost is burning, he incorporates you into another person. He fuses people. He merges people together. Four things. Illumination. Instruction. Instruction because it compels. The fire compels things to change. Impartation. Because he takes his nature and puts it on. Incorporation. Because he takes you and merges you with somebody. Let me conclude like this. Because I have two more minutes. The things the world does not understand about us are the things that make us the church. The things the world doesn't like about us are the things that make us the church. What's the meaning of church? When you go there and shake, 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 shake. Fall down, fall down, fall down and get up and go. That is what makes us the church. The shaking and the falling. I have studied on shaking and falling. I have read about George Fox and the Quakers and the Tremblers. The people who made everybody shake and they themselves never shook. They call them the unshakable shakers. I thought three people would clap. I, I have read about the fires. And I've seen it. I've seen shaking. Recently we did a meeting in Takradi about four weeks ago. The power of the Holy Ghost was so strong that after one week there was still a strange wind blowing about in the church and people started sleeping in the church. People lost their speech for two days. They couldn't speak. They were being sign language. Some were holding their bodies with groves in the body. They were holding it and the grove was disappearing in their hand. And they were just crying and screaming and shouting. The thing is going, the thing is going, the thing is going. And the thing absorbs into nowhere. A group. We are in extraordinary day. Don't go to church for church. When you come, turn aside from somebody who is sitting by you and may want to distract you. They shake it. The Methodists have their time when they shook. Intercessors pray for us. 
My wife was telling me on phone yesterday. She said, Da, I've been reading about Father Nash. Father Nash was Charles Finney's prayer warrior. A man prayed and prayed and prayed and in the days of Charles Finney's revival, they used to lie on their faces and for three days, nobody lifted up their head. We can't get those people today. It's not possible. They would like to rise up quickly and start their own church. blessed. Intercessors are missing. Three days on their face. And Father Nash died after the age of 90 years. And it is on record that when he died, the ministry of Charles Finney was never the same. This kind of fire, if it will come, some people must decide to be intercessors for life. This is what makes us unique. The odd things. Rolling on the ground. I was standing here and I saw somebody rolling. And I said, now this is it. This is church. And not Echo Bank. A service where people are not falling. It's not a normal service. This man now is going too far. Just pray that you can catch up with where I'm going. I'm not saying every service people fall. But I love it. I love to see somebody on the fire. That is what makes us church. In the disco, they have their own movement. We too, we have our own movement. I like to see it when I go to church and somebody's making Then I say, that's it. I was in a church in Kumasi in March. I was ministering. A young man reached out to me and picked up a face towel. It was this size from my shoulder and pushed it into his mouth. And I was watching. And he was pushing it in. It was going in and in and in until Stanley, it was left about this. All this had gone where I didn't know. I was watching it as a Pastor Ransford, have you seen this before? He said no. The thing was going in. And I said, Lord, until I see the interpretation, this man will swallow it because I will stop. I don't want to get out of this meeting and I cannot interpret this sign. Because he said signs and one that shall follow them. This is a sign. I need interpretation. Otherwise, your son will swallow town. I attempted pulling it out. His teeth had held it so strong the thing couldn't come out. It was just going. And I said, Lord, give me interpretation. Then the Lord said, the demons and the wicked spirits have denied this man the blessings of life so much that even if he gets a towel, he will eat it up. 
At that point, I said, I rebuke you, foul spirit, in the name of Jesus. I command you to come out of him and lose him. When I pulled on the towel, it came out. In that meeting, I saw shaking. Some of the people come to me shaking. Their eyes are red. I see they are coming to push me down. The ushers are holding them. I say, leave them. When they leave them and they are coming, I say, in the name of Jesus, they drop like a piece of rag. We are in unusual heat. I went back to Bogatanga. The pastor called me and said, Eastwood, I said, what? Some of the people still can't speak. I left the meeting. The pastor called me and said, Apostle. I said, uh-huh. He said, the people can't speak. What should I do? I said, if I knew, I would have told you. I went to a meeting. session About six weeks ago. The people fell under the power. They collapsed. I looked at the stomach to see if they were breathing. I couldn't see anything. I said in my heart, God help me here. At the point, the Holy Ghost was leading me to move out of the meeting. So I asked the pastor, I said, Reverend, I want to leave. Can you handle this? He said, don't you dare walk out of this building. So I went and stood there, led some worship. After that, I commanded them to get up. Then they got up. Listen. These strange things, they are the things that make everybody call us charismatics. Speaking in tongues, the glossolalia, is what makes them call us Pentecostals and charismatics. Thank God for the anointing oil. But I've been saying that very soon, we have to send this anointing oil on sabbatical so that people start speaking in tongues one more time. When I was a child in Christ, when you were in trouble, you locked up yourself in a room and prayed in tongues for three hours. And when we came out, we were burning. Ah, those were the days. You are a lecturer. In those days, your lecturer will shake your hand and you speak in tongues. Israel, how are you? I'm not saying do that, but we were odd. You'll be sitting in the classroom and when the teacher is teaching physics, you can find your left leg shaking and when the leg is shaking, it means the tongues are coming. Then they say, ah, Israel, you are lacking concentration. Yes, I yes, I'm here. Those days. Okwindata. But these days, the anointing oil, and you know, I love it. I'm one of the preachers who have been laying hands on people with oil for God. But on the day of Pentecost, God didn't give them bottles of oil. Clothing tongues of fire sat on their head. And today I pray that fire will sit on your head. Now, sit down. Now, sit down. Is any sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church and let them bring oil and anoint. So it means if you must be anointed with oil, you have to depend on an elder. What about if the elder has backslidden? What about if the elder himself has a spirit? 
But there is another one that doesn't depend on elder. The oil will always depend on an elder, but the fire of the Holy Ghost will never depend on an elder. Receive the fire of the Holy Ghost today in the name of the Lord Jesus. Come and shout a yes and praise Stand up. Stand up. What is that? Bring her here. Lift up your Somebody caught it at the right time. Lift up those hands. Ushers, let's do some work. Choir, you are very anointed. But look at it over there. Flame. A fire. A flame. I'll be ministering for 15 minutes and not more. 15 minutes, I'm out of the building. 15 minutes and I'm out of the building. And 15 minutes is enough for you to be consumed. I was doing a convention in Bogatanga. After the first night, a man sent me a message on Facebook. He said, Papa, by the time you finish, we will be burnt into charcoal. The fire was too much. Choir, lift up your hands. Lift, lift up your hands. I, I see that fire. Come on, take it. Somebody receive it somewhere. Listen, it's an unquenchable fire. This is the fire you cannot stop the rest of your life. Ushers, find me 50 people immediately because the fire of God from heaven is upon their head. Receive it wherever you are. Come and take it now in the name of Jesus. Don't wait for anybody. Get them to me here quickly. Bring them to me quickly. Now receive it. Come and take it. Somebody begin to pray. Receive that fire. Come and take it. Bring them to me quickly. Bring me somebody. Go among the choir. Get me somebody. Go to the proper. Get me somebody now. Bring them to me before you put them down. Bring them to me before you put them down. Give them to me. Give them to me. Ushers, ushers. Bring them to me before you put them down. Come on, choir. Don't stand there and spectate. There are more than 21 of you as I speak right now under the power of the Holy Ghost. Somebody bring them to me. Now, somebody come and lift up your hands. Clap your hands and shout like your voice is yours. I want to hear a shout in the building. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, take it. Bring him here. Lift him up. Ah. Somebody come and shout it again. Bring her to me. Oh, shall let me go. Receive it. Somebody lift up your hand. Somebody begin to pray in other tongues. I want to hear you pray in tongues. I, I want to hear voices. I'm in a charismatic church.